Hello, everybody. I'm Rick Rosen. Our guest today, Stan Jurlecki. Uh, Stan from an organization called COPS. Uh, welcome. How are things, and uh, what's going on with COPS? Uh, things are great. Uh, Concerns of Police Survivors, that's what COPS stands for, okay. uh, is a national organization. We just went through National Police Week in Washington, D.C., uh, between the 12th and 17th of May every year. How many people were there? Um, well, we took four hotels. That's uh, a good with survivors. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, that's so unfortunate. I mean, I, I guess that's a two-pronged thing. It is becoming more and more people are, are acknowledging it of what's happening. It's almost this epidemic, and people are coming together and, and doing something in an in a organized fashion. It's been very yeah. piecemeal up till now. It's yeah. unfortunate that there are survivors to fill four damned hotels, yeah. but it's, um, thank just, God somebody's doing something. Yeah, and that's just the survivors. There were probably uh, another twenty, twenty-five thousand police officers in Washington D.C. Um, the candlelight vigil had in excess of twenty-five thousand people at it. The and where was that? Ceremony, uh, it was on the mall this wow. year because of. Uh, construction at the memorial site, the actual police memorial. So we had it on the mall this year, and it was between 4th and 7th Street and covered almost the whole width of the mall. So we had over 25,000 people for the candlelight vigil. And then on the, that was the 13th. And then on the 15th, the National Memorial Service that uh, the uh, FOP puts on, on the uh, west lawn of the Capitol, there were probably another 25,000 people for that ceremony as well my so. goodness now was there one moment that was that stands out as any uh, more emotional or more uh, telling than any other during this uh, during this get together Stan um, to survivors it's generally the candlelight vigil okay. um, we they, they read the names of all of the uh, of, of all the new line of duty deaths that are going on the wall so they had uh, 123 names from 2015, plus they found another 180 legacy names from past years. In fact, the oldest name put on the wall this year was a, an officer from Nye County who was killed in 1867 um, who went out to get two mules uh, that somebody owed a debt on, and while he was taking the mules away, somebody shot him. So that was that name was added to the wall for the first time this year. But the candlelight vigil It's never too uh, late. No. And uh you know, when you when you when you see twenty, twenty five thousand candles um held up in the air, it it's an emotional sight. And, oh, I'm uh, sure it is. And well. you know, it gets to, it, it, it there's a lot of tears. Let's just put yeah. it that way. There's a lot of tears. Now, Stan, I understand that you, you did mention that 1984 uh, uh, cops uh, started with, I believe it was six spouses of survivors were, were the first people to, to, to actually organize. Yeah, what happened was is that the FOP Auxiliary invited the six spouses to the National Memorial Service on May 15th. Well, it's a lot of police officers. And when police officers get together, you know, a, a few adult beverages get <laughs> so anyway, the, the the auxiliary took the six spouses um, to a separate room, and they started, and they just sat there, 
and the six spouses started talking about what they were going through. And a lady named uh-huh. Susie Sawyer, who was president of the FOP Auxiliary at the time, and her vice president, Carol Law, kind of looked at each other and said, these ladies are sitting around talking about death. The essence of group therapy. And and they and when they got done, one of the ladies, Len Bebo, out of Wisconsin, said, we need to do more of this. So the next year they invited, they got more, and they kept getting more. And probably around 93, 94 is when we started going beyond a half of a hotel to two hotels to three hotels. We probably had, um, in 94, I think, I was on the National Board of Directors of COPS at the time. Uh, we had over a 1,000 uh, survivors for the first time. That's when we hit 1,000. Um, this year, it was like seventeen, eighteen hundred. Oh, that's, you know, that's such Survive. a terrible number. Uh, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if we had zero? But we're never oh. going to get to that point. And these, these people are out there, and they never know. Uh, you know, I, I, I used to sell shoes, and when I went to sell shoes, I was almost 100% sure I was going to make it home that night. Cops don't get to say that. Our, our, no. our law enforcement uh, does not. Now, there's an event coming up. Uh, by the way, we have a, we have a mutual friend who lost a, a, a close relative a, a little more than a year ago, or we're coming right up on a year from his from his tragic death, and that's how we started this down here, or at least that's my involvement. I know it's a very new organization here in Las Vegas and in Nevada. Uh, tell me a little bit about how people might join up. I think there's quite a few people who are very concerned and and, and think that uh, you know they might be able to help. Uh, what, what would they have to do, Stan? Well, we have uh, we just got our charter in March for the Southern Nevada uh, concerns of police survivors, and Carson City also got a charter same day for Northern Nevada concerns of police survivors. Um, right now, we're using my I'm the president of the Southern chapter, so we're using my email address. Okay, and what is that? Uh, T C H O F yr98 at hotmail.com and anybody can anybody can mail me they can ask how they can help if they are a survivor and there's a lot of people like my dad was shot and killed in Detroit I live in Nevada um, our treasurer his son was killed in California um, our secretary um, her nephew was killed also in California uh, our vice president he's a he's from Las Vegas, and he is a co-worker and a friend of one of the two officers that were killed last year in, are um, killed in 2014 at CC's Pizza. So no, I mean, no, de- no department is immune, and no. people. I think people only associate the, the shootings that obviously make the news. But my goodness, you you look at how many uh, officers give their lives on our roads. And they're, yeah, it, they're doing things. They're out of they're out of their vehicles on a, on a, a fast road, you know, doing nothing, making traffic stops. That's where they happen. That's where they occur, yeah. and they're in harm's way. And there's a lot of officers who who pay with their lives for simply doing their jobs. Well, we've had in the last um, four days nationally, there's been three officers that have died in the line of duty. God bless. Um, one was a shooting. One was an accident during a training exercise, and the third one was also a shooting as well. We've had 
Um, we're up to around the number 3940 right now uh, this year across the country, and we're up about 180% on gunshots, on felonious uh, actions in killing police officers this year. We've already had, last year we had 11 police officers that were assassinated. The year before it was 10. We've already had six this year where a police officer might be just sitting there eating lunch and somebody comes in and wants to see how it feels to kill a cop and just shoots him. You're describing Saldo and Beck, the two officers that were gunned down at CC's Pizza here. I have to tell you, Stan, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, maybe a month or so before they were killed there, I believe it's June 8th, uh, uh, 14. Uh, I was going across that intersection on a, on a city bus and, uh, the paramedics were there and they were working on a, on a man who had, uh, had a coronary problem and, uh, he was blue and they were rolling him over and they started, uh, pounding on his chest and getting him going and whatever they could. And by the time we made it across the street, an officer showed up. And, uh, by the time I made it back across the street, all I had was a dinky little camera on my cell phone. And uh, this officer was on his knees holding up an IV bag. And I took a couple shots from across the street. That intersection is where the CC's Pizza, where Saldo and Beck were assassinated. It was Officer Saldo at that same intersection a month earlier helping to save somebody's life. And, uh, I mean, almost a, uh, the irony and the tragedy. Uh, you couldn't write something. You couldn't imagine something like that. And, uh, uh, you know, and to think that it occurs... Almost every day, Stan, is just uh, as alarming as it gets. You know, I, I'm going to go back. Everybody remembers the uh, the, the, the the World Series in in, uh, in San Francisco where they had the earthquake. You bet. And the whole stadium, the whole stadium shook, and everybody mm-hmm. was in a panic. Well, there was a sergeant there who took control of the whole stadium and got everybody out. Everybody made it home safe. And everything else. And he got a little bit of notoriety for that. Well, he was shot and killed in a line of duty three years later. Oh, man. So, too many stories like that. Yeah. Too many stories like that. You know, but, people uh, look back. You remember Eddie Haskell from Leave it to Beaver. He became a yeah. cop. Ken, uh, Ken Osmond, I think it was his name. He became a cop in Los Angeles. And, and he luckily, he was wearing a bulletproof vest when it was not the norm. And uh, and his you know how long he had the vest slug on? his heart. I'm sorry. You know how you know how long he had the vest on? It was 90 degrees that day, and he was a motor. He was he was on a he was a motorcycle okay. officer, and he wasn't wearing his vest. And finally, at about seven eight o'clock at night, it finally cooled off enough. He put the vest on, and it was a half hour later he got shot, and the vest saved his life. He didn't have that vest on. He was he was within the last two hours of his shift. Wow! When he put the vest on, yes, That's I remember amazing. that. Well, oh, the technological advances—you uh, know—you you always know that they're coming. Things are happening every day somewhere. Somebody's devoting their life to to making things better and making things safer, and 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 that's one part of the problem. The other side of that coin is there are survivors that tend to get you know the the funerals are big, and 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 they're nice, and I'm sure it's it's got some comfort to see the outpouring of grief. But a year after, who's still there for these survivors? And And so that's that's what, what cops is about. That's what cops is about. It's it's. The motto of cops is rebuilding shattered lives.
and we have all uh. summer long, all summer long. In fact, the first one is in June. Is for adult children. It's for the children of the law enforcement officers killed in the line of duty above the age of 21. And it doesn't make any difference how old I'm going to be 70 years old. I'm going to an adult children's retreat. They have retreats for spouses, coworkers, um, parents, uh, fiancés. They have a huge kids camp. They have a te- they have two different teenage camps for kids, and that's what cops does. Well, and my two cents worth in on that on that stand would be that I think it's really important to have someone your age interact with the kids and let them know you can survive and live a life. It is not the easiest thing you'll ever do, but here's how I coped. And I think that's important. I think kids are looking at the future and say, what do we have for a future? Are we going to have a climate? You know, are we going to have a planet left? Is it going to be all covered in water from the, from the icebergs melting? Or, yeah. or you know, what are we talking about here? And I think they want to talk to somebody and, and get that feel for you've been through something that I know if I live a good life and a long life, I will have, have to deal with. I mean, it's got to be very closely related to PTSD for some of these people through the death of of a, of a loved one, they didn't have to be there to watch them killed to have that same effect. No, we had. I, I was just talking, and I, I don't like. I'm, I, I'm not going to mention any names or anything, but I was just talking to a mother who lost uh, uh, her her spouse. They, they have a four year old child, hmm. and they look at me and say, "You were four when your dad was shot and killed. Now you're almost 70. You've lived 65 years without your dad. You're going to be, hopefully you're around a few more years to be able to tell my child what they're going to go through and what they have to do to lead a healthy, fulfilling life. And let me tell you, for the first 40 years after my dad was killed, there was no cops. There was no PTSD. There was no... People talking about PTSD or critical incident stress, none of that. We didn't talk about it at all. We didn't talk about it at all. It was 1991, 40 years after my dad was killed, when I found concerns of police survivors and other survivors that I could talk to that were in the same boat that I was. That I was, you know, we we talked about last year there were 71 of us at the adult children's retreat. And we go to a YMCA wow. camp in the middle of Missouri, and there's 71 of us. And believe it or not, that's the only time during the year that we're the norm. We're normal. We're the normal that's in that group. Because yeah. we've all the majority. experienced the same thing. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense and, to and, me. And, well, and every place else. I mean, I, I, I went to my 50th high school class reunion, and kids that I went to high school with now know about my dad being killed when I was four because we're Facebook friends and stuff like this, and I post some stuff at different times. But we went all through high school. None of my friends. My best friend, uh, a a, a lady, we were friends from fifth grade until we graduated from high school. And I see her at all the class reunions. I've seen her. We both had season tickets for Michigan for a few years. We, We would see each other there and stuff like this. It was last year before she finally knew that my dad had been shot and killed when I was four years old. Gee whiz. We didn't well, talk about it. 
No, Stan, and I and I I do applaud, like I say, very much that people now seem to have an outlet, and people are coming out of the woodwork, and you are finding names, and you're doing the right thing. You know, it's just like I said, it's never too late, uh, whether or not, however far back we go as a as a country, law enforcement has been under attack in some form or another simply for doing their jobs, and. uh, I, I, like I say, I very much applaud what you're doing. Uh, Concerns of Police Survivors, Cops, is putting on an event or is a, a part of an event. Uh, are the Las Vegas 51s, our, our uh, AAA team of the, of the uh, New York Mets, are uh, helping out with a, a, th- a promotion on Thursday night, which happens to be Dollar Beer Night. Yep. And uh, we, we selected that pregame ceremony. We have a little pregame ceremony. Um, Hopefully, I'm not quite sure yet. Uh, we're still working on who's going to throw out the first pitch, but hopefully it's going to be a couple of the kids. We'll get a couple of the kids out there, of, of slain officers, to throw out the first pitch. Um, we've got uh, a couple raffles going. we got a 51 jersey that's, raff- that's going to be raffled off that night. We'll draw the ticket. We've got an ongoing raffle of uh, a police quilt, a quilt with uh, about 60 patches of police departments all over the country that that quilt will be we're going to draw the ticket uh early in july but we're going to we're selling tickets for that as a fundraiser we're also of course taking donations we'll be passing out blue ribbons that people can put on their car antennas um if you go online to um the 51s and order tickets online and use the promo code cop c-o-p-s um, your ticket is $15, and $5 out of that ticket goes to Concerns of Police, you know, the southern chapter of Concerns of Police Survivor. It's our first major fundraiser. I mean, we, we got our charter in Mar- in, uh, on March, uh, on February 28th, and we had $0 in the bank. Right now, we're up to uh, a couple hundred bucks. And we're, well, we're uh, working yeah, on our that's... Let's let's work our way towards uh, towards whatever is needed. Uh, Stan Jolecki, thanks so much, uh, folks. Here it is again: pchofyr98 at hotmail dot com. That's how you get hold of Stan. If you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to volunteer, if you'd like to help out, if you'd like to donate, that's the uh, uh, that's the email address. And uh, the organization is Concerns of Police Survivors Thursday night. Uh, and that is March 26th, Dollar Beer Night for the 51. May 26th. Or May 26th. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Thank you. I was seeing if you were listening. May 26th, uh, Thursday night at Cashman Field, uh, Dollar Beer Night and support the concerns of police survivors. We look forward to seeing you all there. Stan Jolecki, thanks so much. You're doing a great job. Thank you. And, uh, take care. See you Thursday night, Rick. You bet. Good night. <laughs> 